things theology, all things theology. We chop it up properly without an apology. Gotta give doxology to God hollow because this is how we do it at all things theology. Yo, grace and peace, guys. Welcome back to another episode of All Things Theology, where I'm your host, K-Dub. And today, we're going to talk about Abraham Piper. That's right, Abraham Piper. But before we do that, make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, and if you're not, always click the notification bell so you can be aware when I drop content. So, just FYI, before we get into the particulars, explicit warning. So if you have your children, this might be a good time to escort them out or watch later or watch with headphones i'm giving that warning up now uh, as i have a good brother who always reminds me <laughs> if i play explicit just to remind people so that said we're going to talk about abraham piper if you do not know him he is the son of john piper a well-known pastor if you do not know john piper well you might need to do some research before you watch this video but come back please <laughs> so uh abraham piper is an apostate. He has abandoned the faith, abandoned uh, the faith he once said was true. He has abandoned his love. At one point, he claimed, and now cease uh, exists to primarily attack the Christian faith on TikTok. <laughs> That's his career. Uh, what a what a travesty uh, in the direction. Uh, but nevertheless, I went to check up on my good friend here, uh, uh, and I saw some new TikToks, and I said, "Hey, I want to give a look into these things." And so here we are. So without further ado, let's get into the first TikTok of the day. Christians will be like, some Christians, if you don't believe in God, how do you have a standard about right and wrong? To which, So, uh, yeah, common question, yes, from a Christian is, yes, if God is not your standard of ultimate authority, morality, objective truth, yeah, so how do you count for these things? This is a valid question. <laughs> Watch his answer. I say, I don't know. I <laughs> so he's he he admits to the objection that we're pressing at. I don't have an ultimate standard for morality. He 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 states very clear. I don't know. <laughs> but he doesn't seem to get the conundrum he's in. Watch this. Just to feel like, oh fuck, that's I ah, uh, it's kind of a good point. But it's not. It's it is a great point. <laughs> it's an excellent point. Uh, if you don't have a standard of morality, then you can't even say the Christian God is immoral, which you do in later videos. Stand by for that that point. But let's let's watch. It's not a good point. I don't know what my standard of right and wrong comes from. And that is true of everybody. Eh, wrong. You can't say you don't have a standard of, of, of right and wrong and then accuse people of themselves not being able to. How, how, how would you ever come to know that? And you can't say something is right or wrong if you don't have a standard to say something is right is wrong. You don't have an objective standard to say something is right and wrong. So that's that. But he's going to continue on this diatribe. You don't know where your standard of right and wrong comes from. Same. No, you don't. You don't know what I know. That You get your standard from something else doesn't make it more objective. It just means you're using a middleman. You can. But that's literally, <laughs> that's literally what it means to be objective. It doesn't derive from yourself. It's outside of yourself. So he, oh, he's essentially saying no one can be objective ever. It's impossible. 
There's atheism for you or agnosticism, whatever he is. Call it God. But even if God's real, it doesn't come from God. It comes from you. That That's silly. That's silly. Even if God is real, he cannot, he can't even be the standard of right wrong is what he's saying. Because if he gives it to you, well, now it comes from you. No, it, that's silly. That's like saying, you know, a parent feeds their children, you know, picks up their child something to eat. And the child says, I'm so glad I got this food. I picked up the food because I'm the one eating it. it that's that's absurd. That's his rationale. That's his logic. Because you're the one now possessing it. Well, it comes from you anyway. It makes no sense. But again, he has no objective standard for these things. It comes from what you think. And you can say that it's what you think about what God says. But that's just God being a middleman. I didn't really plan this out before I came out to the porch. When I was envisioning it, as I loaded the dishwasher a few minutes ago, I had a few other things to say. I guess maybe there'll be another video. Come along if you feel like it. We can tell this was not well thought out. We, that might be the most true thing you've said <laughs> in all your TikToks. But it gets worse. Check this one out. When the Bible says, believe in Jesus or you'll be condemned, it's saying, doubt him. And it threatens you if you don't. Because when you. So when the Bible says, um, believe in Jesus, it's actually saying to doubt. Some of you guys are like, what? How does that make any sense? Well, it doesn't, but this is this is the road of trajectory you go on when you reject your creator. You're given over to absurdities and don't realize it. But we're going to demonstrate that. I, I, I made a claim. I'm going to demonstrate it. Let's uh, Let's start this over. When the Bible says, believe in Jesus or you'll be condemned, it's saying... Doubt him. And it threatens you if you don't. Because when you say you believe something, you're saying it may not be true. Why would you have to believe anything if you actually had access to the truth? You know? That that's absurd. <laughs> let's but let's look up the definition while he's he's given this smug face. <laughs> let's give up the definition of belief and show how absurd it is, even according to the dictionary. Um let's go with this. Uh the mental act condition or or habit of placing trust or confidence in another. So one aspect of belief is trusting. I'm trusting in it or having confidence in something else. Another definition, mental acceptance of and conviction in the truth, actuality or validity of something. So it's, Believing something is true. Let's let let me give you an example, uh, Mr. Abraham, Mr. Piper. If I say, "Hey, it is wrong to uh, to lie," yet you constantly hear me lying, I don't have a conviction in that truth claim I made. So one would say you don't really believe premise one, premise A. Verse uh, number three: something believed or accepted as true. Especially a particular tenet or body of tenets accepted by a group or persons. So essentially doctrine. Um, the, the Webster's Dictionary disagrees with um, Abraham on this issue. Because he's saying, well, if something's true, you don't have to believe it. 
That's funny because that's a belief claim. <laughs> he just contradicted himself, doesn't realize it. Um, is it true that you don't have to believe in something? Is if it's true, he will say yes. Well, that that's a belief. Ah, <laughs> uh, the, the irony, the irony. Um, but let's continue because he's going to use the term "believe" in a modern. You, you you'll see, you'll see believe things that you know let's take a trip to the other room when i see the cat next to me on a chair there's no ordinary sense or reasonable sense in which i am believing that she's here in the dining room with me she just is and i'm aware of it no belief involved it's actually there is belief you are trusting in your senses that's being communicated right sight that you are seeing what you are seeing yeah you 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 don't believe that was an illusion you just saw right so you you believe you have a confidence in what you're seeing. So there actually is belief going on. But watch. Believe a parent. And if one of the kids were to call from their room, is the cat down there? And I were to say, I believe so, that would be tantamount to a lie. Because it So he's using belief in maybe a modern sense, as in maybe so. Right? Like I mean, you've seen people use uh um I mean we've used that. In, in, in the vernacular in that way as well. Hey, someone asked you something. Uh, I believe so, but I'm not sure. Right? You're 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 saying probably or maybe so, but that that's totally different <laughs> than saying believe in Jesus. It's not saying, well, maybe you should. So he's 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 using the the terms in in different ways without dis with, without no distinction, without no clarification on them. As if the Bible's saying it might be okay to not do that. Total confusion when it comes to the Bible. Or, you know, the communication of that. It's just sloppy. I get it. I get it. You don't like scripture. You don't like the Bible. But why mishandle it like this? Why why, <laughs> why give a flat out lie about this? The Bible is very clear that one must believe in Jesus. Otherwise, they'd be condemned. And, and, and again, I just thought of this. Wow. <laughs> Why the condemnation part if the Bible's saying you can doubt it? That makes no sense from his actual point of view. If the Bible's saying it's okay to doubt Jesus or you'll be condemned, that makes no sense. It only makes sense if you affirm that belief is saying, meaning what I'm saying, to trust, confidence in, one, in someone else. That, that's the only way it makes sense. Not your, not your, uh, uh, eisegesis, Abraham. Clearly implies that I'm not sure where the cat is, even though she's right there, and I know it. Now, there's nothing wrong with believing, obviously, but it seems relevant to acknowledge that when you believe something, you're showing that you actually doubt it. So when the Bible says, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, that command carries inside it the admission that maybe you shouldn't. That is absurd. That is absurd, and it there deserves this. What, bro? What are you talking about, man? What are you talking about? In no way does that apply. That, <laughs> but again, he said, "I'm not saying you're wrong if you're believing." Well, you just told us before. There's no such thing as right or wrong. There's no right or wrong. So, of course, you mean that. <laughs> but we're not done. Let's go. Here's a funny inconsistency in evangelical Christianity. They believe that the Bible is perfect. 
can't be added to. And they think that Jesus is perfect, but you can't have both. If Jesus was perfect, let alone God, then everything he said is similarly worth hearing. And he taught for three years. So not everything he expounded upon is in the Bible. If, theoretically, some more words of Jesus were discovered, they would belong in the Bible. But uh, So <laughs> here's my position on that. I say no. Now, I know some Christians might say, well, okay, we can talk about that. But I would say no because of the idea of God has preserved his word. Not only, you know, inspired, his word is inspired, but it's preserved and kept. The scriptures talk about that. So um, God has preserved for us everything we need to know. And yes, yeah, scripture is perfect. But he's, he's, he's saying, well, if Jesus spoke, then... Uh, we need to write everything else down or that's not, it's not Bible. That's absurd. God didn't intend to preserve everything that was stated. That's, that's where his, his, uh, conclusion falls off. Why? Why? It's based on a presupposition that does not follow. That's not allowed. The Bible's perfect as is. Now, this inconsistency is benign and trivial, and Christians <laughs> don't really have to face it or deal with it anyway because of the extreme unlikelihood that new words from Jesus will be unearthed. But the funny contradiction remains. Either Jesus is perfect or... So, let's say... That, oh, like I said, it, it makes no sense. Why, why does God have to preserve everything that was stated in history... I mean, can you imagine how big the Bible would be? What if that wasn't God's intention, Abraham? You probably, well, it doesn't matter. Well, well, actually, it does matter because that's what we believe about the Bible. So, again, and Jesus being perfect and God preserving everything Jesus said are two different things. We know that there's Jesus said more things. You, you think that's all we... Jesus spoke in three years. I mean, apparently Christians are idiots where, you know, to where oh, the Bible supposed to be this big. Why? Okay. Bible is not both. We could vote on which one we like better. Jesus or the Bible. Since one of them's off the Island, the Island of perfection. <laughs> anyway, if you like a harmless chuckle at Christianity mixed in with your grammar videos, come along. I got more. Abraham thinks he's smarter than he is. Like he's the first person that's ever thought about these issues. Like Christians haven't been thinking about these things until TikTok came along and Abraham enlightened us all. You know, Christians don't have to think about these things as if we haven't, as if we, he's the one that's enlightened us to the so-called dilemmas of Christianity. Very interesting, but we have another. If you're only staying a Christian out of fear, especially if you're young and feeling pressured, I've got something interesting to tell you. God is not mad at you. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> this is the, uh, this is weird because he obviously doesn't believe in God, but his reason is funny. His reason is very humanistic. Why God, you know what? Let me not spoil it. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. I'm not being sentimental. I don't mean God loves you, so he's not angry at you. I mean he literally can't be angry. Being offended requires two things. First, you have to be vulnerable enough to get hurt, and that's a kind of weakness. Second, you have to be unaware of why this is all happening, and that's a kind of confusion. And it So, essentially his reason is you have to be vulnerable and confused. 
to be angry. Think about this. That None of those follow from being angry. Angry, ang, uh, a good angry, right? Being angry with just cause just requires being offended, <laughs> right? And God can be offended, right? When you break his law, right? If, if Abraham... Uh, let's switch. If I was to go in Abraham's house and steal his uh phone, he makes his great TikToks on right, <laughs> and he becomes irate, angry, and I'm standing there with the cops. Right, he calls the cops. So I'm standing there handcuffs, and I say, "Why are you angry? Are you confused about what's happening? <laughs> are you vulnerable?" He's like, "No, you stole my stuff," and I was like, "You can't be angry." That would be absurd. But that's his analogy. It's it's very humanistic. It's very, I guess, Abrahamistic. <laughs> um, it doesn't follow upon God. Again, to be angry, especially from God's point of view, all it requires, you know, from a just cause, which absolutely applies to God, is the party was offended. Ugh. According to most Christian dogma, God is not weak or confused. He can't be angry. Anger can only exist in the absence of control. Now, does the Bible say? No. Again, like I said, I, I'm repeating myself. It, it, all it requires is an offended party. That God is angry. Yeah, but the Bible is a disparate group of writings that talks about several types of deity. Christianity amalgamated into one impossible mega being. There are a lot of reasons it's hard. Oh wow, that was a that was a mouthful of what? What are you talking about? The Bible is very clear that there's only one God. N nowhere in the Bible does it say, does because this this is what you get from liberalism that the idea of monotheism was an evolution. I, I you know that's their claim, that's their assertion. But the Bible has been very clear um, that there is one God. N never do you see an association with the gods as if oh yeah, Baal's okay, and then later it's like well no, Baal's not okay, or all these things, and you know. No, you never see that. But that's what they would lead you to believe, something to that nature. To leave the church, but don't let God's fury be one of them. It's not real. And if you feel it... It's not real. Uh, even though you uh, <laughs> misconstrue what it means to be angry or, you know, one's just cause to be angry. Which I can relate to. That's your fear being weaponized against you. Now, on the flip side, does God love you? Eh. That's for another video. All right, I learned this way too late for it to be personally helpful to me on my way out, but maybe it'll hit you at the right time. <laughs> I, uh, funny enough, this is actually very uh, timely because we were talking about fear at our church. And fear is a great motivator to act, right? Fear is not always a bad motivator. Let me give you an example, right? Uh, we wear our seatbelts, most of us, wear our seatbelts because of fear, right? We don't want to fly out of the window, right? Going 60 miles per hour, boom, right? Fear is a great motivator. Fear is why people wear helmets. Fear is why people, uh, you know, have insurance policies. <laughs> so he's saying, don't be motivated by fear. Fear can be a great motivator. You know, you hear that thunder coming, you run in that house, right? Fear can motivate you. And I believe it's the same way with God. Fear should motivate man. Because we all know there's an impending doom, an impending judgment coming. 
And yes, that should put you in the right holy fear of God, your creator. And so he's, ah, don't worry about it. God, God isn't mad. That, that's something, that is something the devil would say. It's very sad to see the trajectory of, of Abraham Piper. Um, I'm sure his father is very grieved to see these things. I, I'm, I'm sure he sees these things and I don't know their relationship, nor am I going to speculate about them, th these things, and nor am I going to blame John Piper. I don't believe he's to blame. Abraham's responsible for his own sin. Uh, so, yeah, I just wanted to take a look because we've reviewed Abraham's material in the past. If the videos like this uh, interest you, hey, check out my other material on Abraham Piper. Like I said, this is All Things Theology. I'm your host, K-Dub. Till the next time, grace and peace.